Hello everyone, welcome back to The Coop with Meyer Hatchery, where we talk all things poultry in hopes of educating poultry keepers and inspiring future flock owners. And I'm Jeff. Today we are talking with Don Schreider, author of Stories Guide to Raising Turkeys. This book covers all aspects of raising turkey, explaining the different types of turkeys, obtaining hatching eggs, newly hatched poults, feeding turkeys, managing breeding stock, housing of a breeding flock, incubating eggs, brooding young poults, raising turkeys on pasture, and more. So obviously, this is a great book to have. When placing your order for Stories Guide to Raising Turkeys, you get, because you're listening to me today, 20% off by using the code BOTM23 at checkout. That's Bravo Oscar Tango Mike 23 at checkout. Along with your order of this book, May's Book of the Month, you'll receive a free seed packet. If you plan to raise turkeys or you already are raising them, you really need to gain the valuable knowledge on raising them better and more efficiently with this book in your library. Don, you began the book with a story about your grandmother raising turkeys and your memories of her farm. Can you share more about when your interest in turkeys first started? When I was very young, our neighbor raised turkeys. He raised them in a cage up off of the ground and sold them every year for Thanksgiving. I was probably two or three when I used to go and uh, visit the turkeys. And from that point on, for about the next eight years, I'd see them, period. But my grandmother also raised turkeys. Um, she raised them starting in the 1930s, and she was a farm girl and very proud of the fact that one year her turkeys paid for a very nice coat. Um, she sold them for the Thanksgiving and Christmas markets, period. She tried raising both bronze and bourbon reds and later settled on blacks. There was a breeder in Maryland of blacks that were a good quality. But I've always found them interesting uh, right from the beginning. I cannot imagine the priceless knowledge passed down from your grandmother. Truly a great beginning. Tell us more about your experience in raising turkeys on your farm. My first turkeys that I owned came to me from a friend of mine, uh, Michael Ficazio. Uh, they were um, small whites, um, midget whites, beautiful birds, but uh, I'd admired them for a while, and Mike uh, was had a small flock, uh, Tom and four hens, and he uh, one day looked at me and said, uh, you're a turkey guy, you need to have turkeys, period. So that's uh, how I first got turkeys, um, through friendship, and a lot of times in poultry, the human relationships are as important as uh, just a dry uh, business type mindset. Human relationships have kept these lines going for so long. And so 
I was very proud to own my own turkeys. Thank you, Mike, if you're listening. I totally agree. The poultry world connections that you can make with other poultry people are one of a kind. Some of the nicest people you will ever meet have chickens, turkeys, guineas, geese. You find them. They're the nicest people. Do you have a favorite turkey variety? And if so, what makes it your favorite? My favorite turkey variety. Hmm. Well, there's so many good ones to choose from. Uh, I've, of course, standard bronze. When you actually get that bronze iridescent sheen on them, uh, the large blacks are quite nice. Uh, of course, I've had whites, as I mentioned. Uh, they can be quite beautiful out on like green grass. But uh, oh, and the bourbon reds, when the color's not muddy, um, they're all quite beautiful. But I'd have to say, if I was to narrow it down to one kind of turkey, I think uh, the most beautiful turkey I've seen would have to be either the Narragansett or the Sweetgrass turkeys. Um, something about those color patterns I just find really nice. Oh, yes. We carry the Narragansett Heritage Pults and the Bourbon Reds. They are stunning, and we also have the Midget White Heritage Bolts. And I can easily see the appeal of those white turkeys amidst a field of green. Beautiful. We have talked about the pretty. <laughs> now let's talk about the necessary uglies we have to face. What are some of the biggest challenges you've dealt with while raising turkeys? In terms of challenges, I think uh, the biggest challenges I've faced have been uh, predators. I do live on a mountain in West Virginia, so we have lots of predators. Um, in fact, one time I had a wild cat. Um, it was probably a bobcat, but it sounded more like an East Coast mountain lion. Um, actually go after my turkeys at night. Um, I ran out. I have a dog that was living outside uh, guarding the poultry and she was very old and in the middle of the night I heard her going off. I grabbed a, my gun, ran out with a flashlight and I could hear the cat out there but I couldn't see the cat. So I shot the gun down into some soft ground and I could hear something run off. And uh, I got the flashlight, looked around, and found my tom turkey had a great scar across the front breast of the turkey. Um, in fact, uh, he was fine. Um, got some medications and put on his uh, wounds, dressed them, and uh, pinned him and the girls up. Uh, which they don't like. They like to be out moving around, but I put them in a big 10 by 10 dog kennel. And for the next uh, month, I did not let them out. But the uh, cat never returned. So to this day, I don't know if it was a bobcat or something larger, but the Tom Turkey had a bare spot on his breast where he had been attacked. So predators are something to take seriously. Uh, course another issue can be the turkeys themselves um, turkeys have personalities 
And one of the things that you will see with turkeys is one turkey doesn't like the way the other turkey's looking at him. And before you know it, uh, you walk out and one turkey's pecked the eye out of the other turkey or out of a chicken that dared challenge it. Uh, if you have a large group and they're too closely confined, that can be common. Uh, if they have plenty of space, it's less common. But you'd be surprised that turkeys don't like to be insulted. Totally agree with you about animals coming after your poultry. They love them. So you got to protect them. I totally agree with you on that. And you're, you had medicine on hand, which proves you need to keep medicine on hand. Have a poultry first aid ready kit for anything that happens because like your turkeys beating up on each other because they looked at them wrong. Good grief. Okay, so we talked about turkey varieties and challenges. Let's talk about incubation. The chapter on using an incubator to hatch turkey eggs is perhaps the most informative and thorough discussion we've seen. Do you have any recommendations on your preferred type of incubator for hatching turkey eggs? There are many, many kinds of nice uh, incubators out there. Uh, right now, hatch time looks really good. Um, Brincy was a big one for a while. Before that was Sportsman, which I have a Sportsman incubator, and it works wonderfully. Um, but my favorite incubator is the incubator I use to hatch. So I use one incubator to incubate the eggs, and then at the end of the two weeks or by the 18th uh, day, I'm sorry, into three weeks, uh, not two weeks, I move them over um, to the hatching incubator. My hatching incubator was a gift from an uh, old poultry mentor of mine, Clint Grimes, and it is a 100-year-old brower made out of redwood. It's a piece of furniture. It's gorgeous, um, but uh, if you can pick up an old redwood incubator and then you take time to clean it up and sometimes you have to rewire it uh, when they hold humidity properly uh, nothing hatches better than that so my favorite is the Brower um, so uh, but if you want a brand new one right now I'd say hatch time looks uh, really strong okay Don with the current homesteading trend underway, everybody's getting into it. Many people are doing it for the first time, and they're raising all kinds of poultry, including turkeys. Can you share your recommendation for the ideal flock size and setup, you know, the pasture and confinement, etc., for a single person or a couple to manage themselves with beginner, just starting level experience? If I was starting out again uh, as a beginner, um, ideal flock size would be one male, one tom turkey, and uh, two to four females. Uh, I'd lean towards four uh, if I have the space, but uh, even just two females would be uh, a good flock to start with. 
uh, you'd be able to have young turkeys, uh, you'd be able to interact with the birds and see their individual personalities. So uh, it's a good size, workable amount. And uh, I'd certainly do something like that before I try, ooh, say, 1,500 turkeys. But anyway, the one tom, two to four females is a perfect size to start. Start small with workable mount. Great advice, Don. I appreciate that. I feel like a lot of the beginners quickly get in over their heads. Now, speaking again to the beginners with turkeys, what is the top three things you wish you knew at the start of raising turkeys that you later learned? So three things that I think everyone needs to know if they're just starting out. Uh, in fact, three things I wish I had known when I started out. Um, the first thing is read everything you can. An informed beginner is better, will have better success than someone that's done it for a while that has always had intermediate success or less. Um, so yeah, you can, if you spend 18 minutes a day at anything, um, every day for three to five years, you can be better than, um, 80% of the people out there at it. So read, read voraciously. Fortunately for me, I do read voraciously and I love especially old poultry books. Uh, so that helped me out. The second thing I would like to have known was uh, turkeys love open air roosts and especially high roosts. Um, like I said, Donald Grimes was the first turkeys I saw and he kept his inside of a hutch. And of course the reasoning there is to keep them off the ground so that they don't get exposed to the sequel tonsil worm uh, so they don't get blackhead, which is a disease turkeys are very prone to in many cases. But turkeys will prefer to sit out even in snowstorms. Uh, when their head gets cold, they tuck it under a wing. Uh, it's really surprising how they prefer open air and high, big high roosts uh, to some nice cozy shelter. The third thing that I wish I had known, and this is important, so listen. Turkey's favorite treats are blueberries. That's right, blueberries. So you can just about train a turkey once they get a taste for blueberries. Blueberries, who would have known? And I have to agree, yes, they are a tasty treat. But I especially loved your advice about being an informed beginner. Reading, 18 quick minutes a day to learn. And that's great advice to add with a great book that Don has written for you. So in your opinion, what aspect of turkey ownership do you find the most rewarding? And from a business perspective, because we all need that little side business, right? The most profitable. So what is the biggest reward of owning turkeys? Uh, if we talk about profitability, uh, of course, the reward comes uh, in 
selling your turkeys financially, you can get a reward. As I say, my grandmother, back starting in the 30s, uh, was able to buy a winter coat. Very proud of the fact that she could buy a winter coat by selling her turkeys. Um, these days, um, not only can you make a little bit of money, uh, especially if you have an organic or small-scale homestead, you're selling to your friends and family, selling to your neighbors, to the farmer's market, but you can also uh, present your own turkey for Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners. And if you go with one of the standard bread turkeys and you cook it properly, it's going to be the best turkey your family has ever had. Uh, a much nicer flavor, richer flavor um, than your commercial bird. Uh, of course, there won't be quite as much meat on the bird, so it'll be more appropriate for a family size as opposed to you know super large gathering. But you'll also be proud as a peacock, maybe proud as a turkey, uh, to be serving it. Now, other benefits which maybe even outweigh that just keeping any poultry around uh, can be quite enjoyable. Uh, I've, I've always loved to watch the interactions within the flocks and uh, their interaction with me as I come around and do my chores, including feeding or treats. But one thing I have to say that makes turkeys stand out is they have incredible personalities. Uh, they are such individuals, and they may have some sense of being a flock, but they also go out of their way to be unique. Um, I've enjoyed their company. I've had Tom turkeys that, when I came down, would hang out with me and walk around with me some doing my chores, and then uh, would wait for me to come back next time. Um, when you're feeding treats, uh, you, like I said, you can almost train them with some treats like blueberries has been one that I've found, but even above that, um, it's just interesting. I remember one time at the county fair, my friend Doug Impey and I were hanging out with, uh, doing the, we did the feeding and watering at the county fair and sort of helped the superintendent of the poultry department, who was our mentor, Mr. Richard Holmes. And there was a turkey tom that would come in there, and it was fascinating because his skin color around his head and snood uh, would all change according to his mood, from a brilliant red with purple down to nearly white with light blue. And... Uh, you could come up and touch him, and his head colors would change. So there are a lot of benefits to owning turkeys. I would highly recommend you do so. Another aspect that's certainly a benefit to raising turkeys and poultry can be the human interactions. If you decide that you're very serious about what you're doing, and let's say you want one of the heritage turkey varieties, you can get them from a hatchery, um, and you know that's a wonderful convenience. But there's also the, uh, a whole world of exhibition poultry, which include turkeys. Uh, the American Poultry Association is the organization, that, much like the AKC for dogs, 
and it is turning 150 years old this year. Uh, the big national meet, uh, the big show, the big party where everybody will be, will be in Columbus, Ohio in November. And the benefit is in going to such an event and meeting people. Uh, I mentioned human interactions before, but my list of mentors have been some of the people that have the largest influence on my life and some of the deepest friendships. Um, but when you're around other poultry people, you can talk about things and learn new ideas, but you're also with people that share the interest and love for those creatures. Um, even commercially, of course, you can't go to commercial facilities, but uh, if you're in it commercially, you can join the American Pasture Poultry Producers Association, APPPA, a uh, different organization, and they're focused on pasture-raised poultry, obviously, including turkeys. And there you can meet a lot of people that uh, are interested in uh, marketing turkeys and learn from their experiences. So we should never forget the human interactions when we focus on the birds. And a good example of somebody that's doing a lot to try to make uh, poultry raising very good is Meyer Hatchery itself, doing little talks and highlighting books that uh, might be of value to you. And they make it easy to get started into the poultry with uh, a decent quality bird. So I think very highly of what hatcheries like Meyer Hatchery does. Meyer Hatchery in particular has been doing a great job of it. Sorry for the little promotion of the hatchery, but they are. And so anyway, the interactions with people and in the case of something like Meyer Hatchery, you should try to get to know some of these folks uh, out at events when they're out of the hatchery or if you ever get a chance, take a tour of the place. And that's my recommendation, though, is don't forget about the human element. There are other people doing this just like you. Well, thank you, Don. We appreciate your kind words about Meyer Hatchery. Thank you. Your answer for the most rewarding thing about turkey ownership is really spot on. I mean, you've covered so many things about them that it's poultry. It, it's the reason why we do it. It's the meat on the table um, that you know you did. Totally agree. Totally agree. And thousands of people listening, you all agree too. Those of you who have done it, you know what he's talking about. And I agree with you about the poultry shows. If you have not gone to a poultry show, you need to go to a poultry show. Google it. Find one in your state. Go. You will meet the nicest people you have ever met in your life at the poultry shows. I've done it personally for years and years and years. Where there were summers we went to a different one every other week. And Ohio Nationals, year after year. Huge. Thousands and thousands and thousands of birds there. Incredible, incredible sight. You'll see breed breeds you've never seen before in all different colors and varieties. Everything's there. And it's an, an amazing experience. It's in the fall. If you can go, you will not regret it. 
And with that, I thank you for listening today to us here at The Coop. Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd be so kind, drop me a review. Do you have a poultry-related question or topic you'd like me to cover? I want to hear from you. Send me an email at podcast at meyerhatchery.com. And last thing, well, second to last thing, BOTM23 for that 20% off on this fabulous book that that should be in your library. And one more last thing, life is good. I have turkeys. Mm -hmm.